0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Keep Talking Podcasts Fitness, Health, and Mindset Series. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, fitness coach and nutrition nerd, and I love talking about this stuff, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy talking about it. Enjoy the episode. Well, hello, everyone. We're here to talk about aging. Yes, aging. We're getting older. We're getting older every day. We're getting older every second of me speaking in this podcast. And I wanted to do this episode because I'm recording, I, I just turned 34, the wonderful age of 34. I don't, know, I don't know why it's so wonderful, I don't know what happens at 34, but we're going to find out. And I was thinking about it because as someone who's, you know, a fitness and health coach and I'm into biohacking, like, I'm you know, I, I, I'm technically, like, studying and doing a lot of things that should, in theory, make me age slower or maybe even age in reverse, right? Obviously, my chronological age is increasing, but my biological age, maybe, if I'm doing things right, could be decreasing, okay? And I could talk more about how we supposedly measure biological age Anyway, but let's be real, you know, aging is inevitable to some point, right? And uh, it's funny because, like I said, just turned 34, I'm, I'm doing good, feeling good, looking good, probably feeling better physically than I ever have, definitely have a, a stronger, better physical body than I have at any point in life. I mean, you can't be perfect, you know, like right now uh, – you know, I'm, I'm strong and muscular. I'm probably not in quite as good of endurance shape as I used to be when I used to, you know, run longer distances and play more basketball, but you can't have everything. Anyway, um, like the one thing, though, the one thing that I just can't slow down is the graying of my hair, literally. And it's hilarious because, like, the way I do it now... I used to like not get haircuts that frequently. Number one, just because I didn't care that much about my hair, and and anyway. But now I do get frequent haircuts, and actually, the biggest reason is I get my hair cut like every three weeks because if I let it grow too long on the sides, then it's just so obviously gray, and I don't want that. I'm like, no, no, just keep shaving the sides. Like sometimes I'll even like shave the sides up a little bit on my own with my own razor at my house, like a week after my haircut, because I'm like, let's just let's let's stop the greyness just a little bit, right? And it's fine. You know, I mean, apparently ladies love a silver fox anyway. But, but, like, that's the one thing where I'm just, like, obviously aging. As you can tell just by looking at my hair, continuing to get grayer and grayer. It started about three or four years ago, and it's just it's going onward. I, I can't stop it. I don't know what to do. But, anyway, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about aging. And it's interesting, too, because, like, what is aging? You know, are we talking about well what let's define it are we talking about you know just signals on the body you know the gray hair wrinkles um changes in posture are we talking about specific cellular aging because ultimately and that's more what i'm going to talk about actually is the aging of our body's cells our body's cells you know wearing down becoming less healthy because ultimately our cells drive everything right and our cells i'm sure on some level are what are making my damn hairs turn gray okay that's what's happening um Anyway, and so, you know, I maybe dive into some advice on some of the general things we think we can do to slow down aging. Some of the things that I feel like I do in my daily life. Because like I said, at the end of the day, I'm 34, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good, you know, uh, compared to most 34-year-old males. Um, can't stop the gray hair, though. It's coming in. It's coming in. But um, this is it's an interesting topic for me, this whole thing, because... When you get into, you know, when you've been studying health and fitness and biohacking as much as I have over the past three or four years you notice a few things, that there's this there's this big trend in, like, the anti-aging space. These people who talk about reversing your biological age, typically they're, like, the major nerds, right? These are, like, the lab nerds that are, like, doing experiments on on rats and mice and everything. Like, like David Sinclair, just to throw out a name. He's, like, the renowned expert on anti-aging and how to slow cellular aging, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he does tons. He's, like, a Harvard professor who does tons of experiments um on you know these rats and mice in labs and he, he, like he's he's world renowned for this he's been on tons of podcasts and um he's obviously an incredibly smart guy now i have some friends who i know who are um let's call them a little bit higher level than i am in the biohacking popularity space but not nearly on david sinclair's level who kind of fall into that camp okay And I'll explain what I mean by that camp. Then there's kind of the meathead camp, okay? The meathead camp, which is the camp that I actually like to lean in towards a little bit more because let's be real, I am a meathead. Like I like, I love lifting weights and trying to build muscle, right? And there is a clash between the two, okay? There's a clash between the two, these kind of two two sides of it because if you listen very strictly to what like the Sinclairs are saying, okay, it's essentially... Caloric restriction and intermittent fasting. These are two of the key things that you can do to reverse aging to slow down cellular death to get into autophagy which is cellular recycling essentially that makes it less likely that our cells are going to go bad we start kind of rejuvenating ourselves by doing these practices of intermittent fasting caloric restriction etc limiting the amount of protein you eat supposedly if you've listened to a lot of my previous podcasts you probably be like what I thought protein was always good for me of course there's a limit to everything Now I'm gonna make the counter argument here in a minute right But this is what these people, and it's mostly the nerds, and I'll be real, most of these nerds in the Sinclair camp don't have nearly as much muscle as I want to live with, so I would probably rather just die kind of young and keep a little bit of muscle rather than looking as as scrawny as some of the Sinclairs are looking. No, but, and yes, that is a direct shot at David Sinclair. I'd be happy to host him on the podcast. Um, But the point is, is that line of thinking, like the, the basic line of thinking I get from David Sinclair and these other people in the longevity space is intermittent fast, calorie restrict, limit your protein, and they give reasons for this. You know, they give reasons why... Statistics will say that high-protein diets lead to higher rates of cancer and blah, 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 blah. And I, I, I will still, I'll debate that. That's another debate, not necessarily for this episode. But anyway, they're kind of in that camp, okay? Limit your food, calorie restrict, limit your protein. Then there's the meathead camp, okay? And I fall more into this camp. And the idea is that, see, because, okay, when you talk about people like me who are into building and maintaining muscle, muscle is important for longevity, muscle is important it's not just you know about being a total meathead and showing off your arms okay like yeah it's kind of about that like that's why we're in it we're in it because we have insecurities about not being muscular enough when we were kids and now we'd like to show off our muscles okay that's why we're in this that's why we're in this okay but muscle at the same time is good for longevity in general okay when as we get older one of the big reasons You know, one of the bigger problems that older people suffer from is, you know, falls. They're not strong enough. They don't have strong enough muscles and bones to hold themselves up. They don't have good enough balance. Strength and muscle is very important for our longevity overall. Muscle is also a very important tissue because it naturally increases our metabolism. It makes it easier to burn fat. Having more muscle can improve our insulin sensitivity. There are lots of reasons that having muscle is good, okay? Okay. And with that in mind, me and a lot of the other meatheads, and these are kind of a nerdy meatheads as well that study this a lot, not just bros who go to the gym and be like, yeah, let's lift. You know, like I, I do that some, but then I also study this quite a bit. And our theory is is not really in alignment with Sinclair and his people's arguments because we'll say, well, you know what, building muscle is important for longevity which means that getting enough protein is important for longevity because you're not going to build much muscle without getting enough protein and it's also not necessarily good to always be in a calorie restricted diet because ultimately you just wither away eventually on that and it's also not necessarily always good to intermittent fast okay now intermittent fasting is a whole other long topic I've talked about it before Don't need to go into all the details here. But you can make the case that doing none of this stuff that Sinclair and his other nerds are talking about is good for your longevity because it kind of goes against building muscle, okay? And, you know, we could get all talk about IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor 1, and mTOR, which is, you know, well, there's have different... Different um words for the M sometimes, but target of rapamycin, okay? These are the nerdy terms that you'll hear if you delve deeper into this topic. Okay, I'm not gonna get into it here. The point is, I make the argument still that for most people actually eating a lot of protein is good overall, not only for building muscle, but also for longevity, okay? Because of the good behavioral habits it creates around food when you prioritize protein as opposed to carbs and other junk, and because of what building more muscle can do for your overall health. Okay? And intermittent fasting, there, there are a lot of pros and cons to it. Calorie restriction is beneficial sometimes, but there comes a point where we just need enough to feed our need to eat enough to feed ourselves and to feed our, our bodies, okay, and our muscles. So there's kind of the two sides to the argument here. And obviously, this is not the only thing. When we're talking about aging, you know, what causes aging? How do we prevent aging? It's you know there there are, there are many factors here but this is like you have these like two different sides of the debate you have these real like science nerds who are saying that according to the experiments on the rats and the mice and and maybe on humans restrict all your calories don't eat that much protein you know you'll live longer your cells will rejuvenate better and then there's kind of the meathead argument that says well wait a minute People are going to accidentally eat a lot anyway. Let's make sure we feed them healthy proteins. Um, Food is a big part of this. There are obviously a lot of other parts of it as well. And before I go any further, I will say that I think that the big rocks, as I call them, are still going to be the most important thing. So what are the big rocks when it comes to health and fitness? Sleep, nutrition, and movement, okay? If you are sleeping pretty good quality sleep and getting enough sleep, if you are eating mostly whole natural foods and eating the right amount to not be, you know, super overweight, but also enough food, and if you are moving in some way, shape, or form, ideally probably doing some form of resistance training exercise to fuel the muscles, if you're doing those three things, you're going to be pretty good, okay? And this goes for your, your fitness, the way your body's going to look, the way it's going to feel, everything. Sleep, nutrition, and movement. If you hit those three big rocks, you're going to be good. We could talk all day about all these other fancy gimmicky stuff, whether it's intermittent fasting or you know, maybe or maybe not put on your sunscreen. The conspiracy theorist in me says that, well, we'll talk about sunscreen another day. I've talked about sunscreen before. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, and taking all these different things, NAD boosters and, you know, doing cold plunges and saunas and all this stuff. Like, okay, yeah, there's maybe some benefit to that stuff. But if you got to hit the big rocks first. You have no business worrying about NAD boosters and cold plunges and saunas and intermittent fasting and calorie restriction if you're not sleeping well if you're not eating whole natural foods and a pretty decent diet, and if you're not doing some form of exercise or some form of movement throughout the day, okay? Hit those three things first, and you're probably going to look and feel pretty good for your age, okay? Now, to get into the other stuff, I was researching this topic a little bit as I started, and it's funny because, like, there's all these theories, you know? Like, nobody even really knows for sure. It's like, okay, the types of aging. I'm on a line right now. You got gene theory of aging, endocrine theory, immunological theory, And there's the error theories of aging, wear and tear theory, genome instability theory, blah, 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 mitochondrial. Other theories on here, they talk about, oh gosh, what was it? Well, there's the telomere theory. The telomeres are essentially the, you know, the end caps of our DNA. And if we get shortened telomeres, we're going to age faster. And then, you know, you like, you ask yourself, well, what the heck does, like, okay, cool. But, like, what do I do about my freaking telomeres? What is a telomere and what am I supposed to do about it, okay? And ultimately, it comes down to the basic things, the basic recommendations, like limit your alcohol, don't smoke, make sure you're not exposed to pollution, which good luck with that especially if you live anywhere near a, a decent city you know eat a balanced diet go to your doctor fairly regularly wear sunscreen maybe or maybe not if you're outdoors for long periods of time um i hope my friend andrea is listening to this podcast she'll know what i'm talking about lots of inside jokes but um you know and then in terms of like brain aging too just doing things that um stimulate your brain Um uh, just because, yeah, that's how we supposedly fend off Alzheimer's and dementia and et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, so there's all these different there's all these different theories, but nobody really knows for sure. And ultimately, it's probably it's probably a combination of all of these factors, right? Like if I was going to tell somebody, how do we make it so we don't age that much? Well, I would tell you those three big things first: sleep well, have a pretty good diet, eat mostly whole natural foods and make sure you do some form of exercise or movement on a day-to-day basis, you're going to be off to a good start. Then other than that, okay, we can like look into other things. Um, Yeah, okay, I would say limit alcohol, don't smoke, yeah, that helps. You could look into other things. I mean, okay, I'm a big believer actually in the sun, that we should be getting more sun when possible, especially if you live in a northern climate like I do. Like the sun is very important to our health. Okay, vitamin D is very important. Uh, the sun is very important, getting outside and seeing the natural light for our circadian rhythms, which then has an effect on our sleep, on our ability to even to build muscle and burn fat because of the hormonal effect. Like, the point is, get outside and see some sun and some natural light, okay? Um yeah avoid pollution well like i said that's almost like how, how are you going to do that you know like we live in a world where there's this pollution all over the place whether it's coming from cars whether it's mold toxicity that we're not aware of in our house like i don't know okay um it's probably almost impossible to avoid all of that now um in terms of gosh i mean okay in terms of diet see diet is where it gets really tricky as well um I will agree. I will agree to a certain extent that every now and then, doing some form of calorie restriction can be useful. I mean, just not overeating in general is obviously helpful because overeating, in addition to causing problems, you know, like obesity, diabetes, and all of the things that that's you know can lead to. Um, probably, it probably at some point when we keep eating more food than we need is not good for our body's cells based on everything that I've read okay probably so yes i do think that there are certain values every t- every now and then to do forms of like a detox whether that's an intermittent fast a 24 or even a 48 hour fast Um, Yeah, I think there's probably some value in that, but I think there's also, there's more value in general in just making sure you try to eat as many whole natural foods and local foods as possible. Because if you come from a country like I do, the United States, where most of our food is just processed junk, like 80% of it wouldn't even be considered food uh, in other parts of the world. Um, so like that's probably the biggest thing. Don't even worry that much about the timing of when you eat. And you know, whether you're in a calorie restricted diet or intermittent fasting, it's like just eat some real food, eat some real food. Okay. And you know, we could nitpick and say, Oh, well, you know, maybe it's more fruits and vegetables, or maybe it's more high quality you know proteins, maybe it's fish, things with omega threes, whatever. That's also kind of tricky, and I think it really depends a lot on our unique individual gut microbiomes. Okay, and I've talked about this before. I've done um, custom health and, and and gut testing with a company called Viome, and essentially you, know, you can look it up. It's V I O M E. There's no you know partnership or anything with Keep Talking. I just like to talk about them because they do good work, and essentially. They do testing, you do a blood sample and a stool sample, and then they tell you among other things, well, they tell you your biological age and so right now i haven 't tested in a few months when I tested okay, so I tested the first time about a year and a half ago I was thirty two It told me my biological age was thirty four at the time, so even with me doing all this stuff i 'm still like i 'm still probably from years of stress in my twenties or something uh, you know I've, i 'm technically older than my chronological age. Now, I did it again a year later after starting to take their recommendations, and it still showed me as 34 biologically. So apparently, I hadn't aged during that year, okay? Uh, So who knows? Like, I I stayed the same biologically, if that makes sense. Uh, So the goal is to be, you know, be aging in reverse, right, biologically. So maybe if I do it again in a year or so or six months when I'm still 34, maybe it'll show biologically I'm only 33 or 32 because I'm doing following more of their recommendations, right? And they measure this, you know, with a bunch of different things that they do with their testing. And then they give you recommendations on which foods you should eat more of, and you might be surprised, right? Because, like, for example, in the most recent test I did, believe it or not, believe it or not, two of the foods it showed me that I should avoid are spinach and broccoli, okay? Now, there are other fruits and vegetables it tells me, it recommends to me, but it told me that based on my current gut microbiome that I should be avoiding spinach and broccoli, okay? And most people are like, what? Those are like those are spinach and broccoli. That's what you're supposed to eat, right, to be healthy. Well, not necessarily, like, everybody's gut reacts differently to different things. Um, and, th- you know, this is an interesting debate because some of, like, the uber-carnivore diet people will be like, oh, yeah, it's because they have plant defense chemicals and plants are actually bad for us, so only eat animal products. And then it's like, all right, let's see. Long story short, I've been down lots of these rabbit holes, okay? Um, The point is, all of our bodies react differently to different things, and with this custom testing from a company like Viome, you can tell supposedly, supposedly, which which foods are actually best for you personally now obviously for basically nobody is it going to recommend like fried processed sugary artificial junk it's not gonna recommend that to anybody like that's just <laughs> those are those are just bad for everybody basically um but yeah i think you kind of get the point point. and so then it's like okay well yeah how do we try to reverse our biological age well you know eating the foods that they recommend and then really just kind of like hitting the big rocks like we could talk all day about like i said all these other things whether it's sauna cold plunge uh you know, heat and cold exposure, uh, and all these other little things, or even like, like one that I'll talk about on here occasionally is limiting our exposure to Wi Fi and 5g. Yes, call me a conspiracy theorist. Yes, I still think I'm correct in saying that, that we should be limiting our exposure when possible to Wi Fi and cell phone networks, just because we don't have enough studies out that show whether or not these these low levels of radiation could possibly be doing damage to our body cells. And I know that Google and your other friends who are going to debate me on this are going to say, well, no, because it's, they think they're, you know, they went to some science school. And they're like, no, well, no, it's, it's non-ionizing radiation. Only the ionizing radiation is is bad for you. And yes, I know, Google. I know that's what you want me to believe, but I'm not totally convinced. There's lots of evidence that suggests that even the low levels – of the non-ionizing radiation may do damage I don't believe everything you say Google I don't believe everything I still use you for all of my searches because I have to I'm not gonna go to China and use what are they using China what is, is it Baidu I don't know <laughs> I'm using Google you get the point but I don't 100 percent trust it um all right. so so there's that and then I mean stress is a big one in general honestly I think that that stress yeah just because of having chronically elevated cortisol levels whatever you can do to lower your stress is going to lower your your you know aging and that will probably be reflected in the way you look and the way you feel um you know at the end of the day though it's like what can we really do you know these people who talk about um trying to reverse aging right um at the end of the day it's like well is it really even worth it that much Is, is and like do you really even want to that bad like i i question this every now and then there are people like like ray kurzweil for example who will say like yeah we're approaching longevity escape velocity which means that with all the advances in technology and health for every year that you live you add on an ability to live one more year because of the advances if that makes sense so in theory you, you know we could live forever and i've thought about this before like yeah i think it is maybe possible to live forever but like but what do you want that you know based on like I mean, I don't know how many of you think about that. Like, would I want to live forever? But it's actually an interesting question because when you think it's, as humans, we have this thing in our minds. Number one, like having a time limit, like like knowing that there is going to be an end to life, supposedly, kind of gives it more of a purpose. It's like, okay, well, I got to get some shit done. (laughs) But, and then like, also, I feel like we're kind of designed to think of things with a timeline and to think like, oh yeah, I need to be doing these things because I'll be done at some point. Like, if you look at the world and say like, you know, maybe I would never die. But then you kind of think and you're like, wait a minute. Maybe I'm never done. Like, when do I get done? <laughs> I know we're not supposed to look at it like it's like a work day. Like, when when am I done? When am I off? But it's kind of weird to think about, like, living forever if that really would be a possibility. But, but like, the point here is is it's like, you know, do, do we really even – should we really even care that much? You know, like, life is pretty good. And, I mean, you know, maybe people who are listening to this and are, you know um, – you know, a couple decades older than me would be like, well, yeah, I care. Heck, I'm in my sixties now. Of course I want to keep, I want to keep living forever. And like even me at 34, it's like, I'm no longer a child, you know, no longer. Uh, I don't even know. They wouldn't even call me a young man anymore. Like I got no excuse. I'm a middle-aged man now, you know? Um, but, um, uh, yeah so there's that whole question was like do we really want to like try to spend our whole lives doing these things to reverse aging or should we just like let it go this is part of the life cycle you know um so i mean there's that and then i think one of the things that was funny when i was talking to my brother about this one time who he's not like that into this stuff like he's into fitness but he's not going to be sitting here doing like a whole bunch of random crap to to be like anti-aging you know um not i mean he tries to be healthy but he doesn't care that much about this stuff you know and his whole thing was he's like dude sean i think like everything is killing us it's the way it is because i was talking to him about like how certain foods you know could do damage to our cells over time he's like yeah we live in a world where there's all these this pollution all this food all this stuff that we're exposed to like it's all slowly killing us it's part of the world that we live in there's nothing you can do about it you know and To a certain extent, he's probably right. Now, I will say that I think it's useful to try to avoid a lot of these so-called toxins and pollutants that are bad for us. You know, whether it's stuff in the air, whether it's chemicals, whether it's in the foods that we eat, whether it's too much stress. All of these things that do damage to our cells and theoretically make us age faster and shorten our lives, even if you don't even care exactly how long you live. It's still useful to pay attention to this stuff because it will make you feel better on a day-to-day basis anyway. Like your life in the present is probably going to be better if you have, you know, if you manage your stress well, if you get good sleep, if you eat a whole natural foods diet, if you move some. Like these are the things that make us feel better anyway. And yes, there is a benefit to doing things like an occasional maybe not a cold plunge, but a cold shower, you know, a sauna, um an occasional, you know, fast or calorie restriction day or whatever, things like that. Um yeah, but, I mean, I think at the end of it, I guess what I want this podcast to be about is, like, yeah, well, number one, we don't even know, like, exactly what are the main causes of aging. There's lots of theories. It's probably a combination of all these factors. You know, we <laughs> – we I read, like, these scientific studies. Have, have, have any of you ever actually read a scientific study? Woof. Oh, when you try to just read through a scientific study, like, it just – it sucks. I'm sorry. Like, I just – not the thing that i want to be doing when i'm sitting around at night rather would just be scrolling on instagram let's be let's be honest let's be honest but doing it with blue light blocking glasses that way i'm still getting the melatonin production that i need in order to be able to get to sleep quick enough afterwards (laughs) no but uh the scientific studies just make it confusing but long story short just make sure you're you're sleeping as well as you can you eat whole natural foods you move your body a little bit if you want to delve into some of this other stuff go for it but uh yeah and then if, if you get any secret to, to getting rid of the gray hairs let me know and no i'm not going to use some product i'm not going to take like i don't know well it wouldn't be rogaine but i'm not going to like like paint my hair or like whatever they do to make it be more brown instead of more gray again on the sides it's just it's just mostly the sides for now you know so that's why we got to just just shave up the sides and get kind of like a maluma look you know what i mean like when he's he's all these like popular like like latino reggaeton artists you know they got like that that fade look you know it's kind of weird for a white guy from minnesota but like you get that fade look um just just shave it all off on the sides and then it just looks like i have brown hair on top and nothing on the sides it's kind of cool you know um you didn't think i was going to be talking about that much in this episode anyway That's how you reverse aging, is get a fade haircut. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'll stop messing around. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Love y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable for daily workouts, fitness tips, nutrition advice, mindset advice. You can follow me on Instagram at Sean underscore tummelson. That's S E A N underscore T U M I L S O N. For more information about keep talking, you can follow, keep talking on Instagram. That is K E E P.